This week on the Iowa Watch Connection. What I view as a fundamental problem in American society, the fraying social fabric where the American people are looking at one another as enemies or as adversaries. Lack of civility has dominated political discourse of late. We can calm it down so you can actually start listening to the other. And as soon as people start to understand the other person, but they can start to respect where the other one's coming from. Is it too much to ask that people can disagree agreeably? We're rarely as disagreeable as our party identifications would indicate we might assume to be. Civil political disagreement, our topic this week. The Iowa Watch Connection is presented by the Iowa Center for Public Affairs Journalism, online at iowawatch.org. Here is Jeff Stein. There's a bit of a paradox these days. At the very time we have more ways to communicate than ever, we tend to individually take advantage of few of them, often consuming media that reinforces our personal worldviews and ignoring those that may challenge us. To some degree, that's encouraged by the major political parties as they build their respective bases of support. As a result, we may be more polarized than ever, and that is getting in the way of having meaningful conversations about important issues, as we choose not to talk with those who might have differing views from our own. Iowa Watch Executive Director and Editor Lyle Muller takes us to one county, where people with opposing political views are trying to have conversations. Seems a lot of people cannot have a civil conversation about politics, especially hot-button issues like abortion or immigration. You've heard that? Yeah, we've been told it. No surprise. But we wanted to share with you today some people talking with each other about issues and also the way we talk with each other about politics, especially when we disagree. Yeah, there's just a lot of vileness and nastiness all over the place as well. And, um, but yeah, I, I, I've seen lots of promising interest in really cutting through it and realizing that if we could just stop with a lot of the rhetoric, that alone would be a tremendous improvement. That's Jeff Shipley of Fairfield. He's a former Iowa Republican State Central Committee member former Jefferson County Republican chairman, and a losing candidate for an Iowa House seat in 2014. He is among a small group of a little more than a dozen Jefferson County residents meeting through a national effort called Better Angels, which is dedicated to raising the level of political conversation to, well, civility. If you're wondering why we're telling you about Jefferson County, the Southeast Iowa County virtually split its 2016 presidential vote, with Donald Trump winning 46.7% of the ballots and Hillary Clinton winning 46.2%. It is one of three counties Iowa Watch reporter Matthew McDermott visited for two months in summer 2018 to see if people could have civil conversations about politics. The other two counties were Van Buren County, to the south of Jefferson County, and where Donald Trump won a robust 72% of the vote, and Johnson County, north a bit, and where Hillary Clinton won 66% of the vote. McDermott's report at iowawatch.org concluded that polarization is powerful, keeping many Iowans from even trying to have a conversation with someone with whom they disagree politically. 
too much emotion, people told McDermott. Joe Mandarino of Fairfield explains it this way. People with diametrically opposed views on abortion and or gun control can sit down and say, you know, there's a middle ground here. And I can understand your point of view, and you can understand my point of view, and that there actually is common ground. Where, but that's really not the driver. It's not that we so disagree about abortion or so disagree about gun control, two of the most contentious issues, it seems, in my opinion. It's that there's something about the winning and losing of, uh, 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 of these separated groups in terms of how it's being presented. Everything now is, you know, is like, it's a win for the Democrats or a win for the Republicans. Um, and everybody wants to win. And nobody's saying it's a win for the United States. Yes, no one's saying it's a win for the United States. That second voice you heard at the end belongs to Marg Dwyer, a semi-retired businesswoman from Fairfield who has served as Associate Vice President of Business Development at Cambridge Investment Research. She's a Democrat, having run unsuccessfully for county supervisor in 2016. She served on the nonpartisan Fairfield School Board for 10 years. She, Mandarino, and Shipley are trying the Better Angels approach along with others and hope what they are doing catches on. We'll have more about Better Angels later in this report. Before that, though, we want you to hear how these political opposites talk about their disagreements. The catalyst for this particular discussion is a question we ask about driving by a sign east of Fairfield that says, Hillary Clinton for prison. While listening to the latest accusation on the radio that Donald Trump is racist, Shipley zeroes in on media coverage of politics. I'm desperate for news and opinions, but I just, that's why Trump appeals to me because of, I don't trust the media. And I think they've been doing a poor job. And I think a lot of this uh, incendiary headline reporting, again, filled with half-truths or, or deliberate distortions or, or whatever it is, is really the big, biggest thing preventing us. That every time we were to turn on the TV, we're going to be outraged about something. And how the media seemed, at least in this last... 18 months has been one thing after another about whipping people into a frenzy and getting upset about. Dwyer has pushback, laying blame on political leadership, but doesn't attack. Our leaders aren't, they're not pushing in that direction. Our leaders are capitalizing on the polarization, in my view, uh, and they're trying to be very careful to stay identified with their base, and rather than to help move the base or or to um, detoxify the situation so that we can consider ideas from both sides. Uh, I, I feel like that's a concern we have. I, uh, leadership, I mean, I, I agree with what you say about, about some of what you said, Jeff, about the media, but I, also our president has been tweeting things that are half-truths and incendiary. And, you know, so my, again, my, my view is I don't know that our leaders are going there on their own. Joe Mandarino enters the conversation. And I think the media has, understandably, but they cover the political situation as the way they cover a sporting event. Yeah. Who's winning, who's losing. If we vote on something that's really complicated, that has lots of pluses and lots of minuses, but if it has just a, a smidgen more plus to the Democrats, it's become a win for the Democrats, and all the Republicans feel bad because they're identified with the blue, the, the red they're, team. They're losers. You know, yeah, 
the losers, you know, and they don't want to lose. But that division exists, regardless of whether he was in Trump country, Clinton country, or a place split politically like Fairfield's Jefferson County, Iowa Watch reporter Matthew McDermott ran into several people who just wanted to avoid the conversation. Some laughed off the question in good-natured style, in a kind of you-know-the-answer manner. Some said they just don't care about politics. A few were testy about the question, and yet others were willing to talk for a long time but not be identified. That discussion is needed, however, the better angels with whom we spoke said. And I find that if we can do that and we get out of the ideologue level, we can actually find a lot of common ground and possibly solve problems. But when we're stuck in, I'm blue and you're red and I'm not giving anything up, we're never going to get any solutions. Does that answer your question? And Iowa Watch's Lyle Muller talked with Matthew McDermott, who as an Iowa Watch summer 2018 reporting intern, talked with more than 50 people in three diverse Iowa counties with one overall question in mind. Can you have a civil conversation about controversial political issues with people who have opposing views? Walk us through how that went as you were going up to people to try to ask that question. Yeah, so the first time I tried going straight up to people was in uh, Fairfield, which is the county seat of Jefferson County. Um, I would say that went fairly well. They had great conversations, um, but Fairfield overall was pretty good. After that, I went to Van Buren County, and Van Buren County was... Uh, significantly harder than uh, Jefferson. Uh, nobody in Van Buren really wanted to talk to me. Or at least the ones you went up to. Yeah, the ones I went up to did not want to talk to me. There was one instance where I talked to two men, and even though I had quite a long conversation with them, they didn't want to be recorded and they didn't give me any of their personal information, such as their name, age, or where they live. And again, we needed that for identifying. It's, mm -hmm. it, the, the interesting thing, I think, about what you did, and you also went to Johnson County and I talked did. to people, three counties. But what I think is interesting is that here was this question, can you have a civil conversation about controversial issues in politics? And yeah. you ran into people who, one, didn't even want to talk about it. Yeah. Two people who did, but you ran into some people who actually illustrated whether you can have a civil conversation yeah. without directly answering the question. Yeah, what exactly. were some of those instances? So, uh, <laughs> there are a lot. The Republican chairwoman of Jefferson County, I was originally trying to meet with her and then some of her fellow Republicans and she did not want to do that in any way. She said that she was not going to reach out to any of the Republicans she knew, and even though she didn't want to meet with me, she told me over the phone that there was no way that they would be able to have a civil conversation over the topics such as abortion and women's reproductive rights. So even though I didn't end up meeting with her, she gave me a quote for the story and she really kind of laid out what how some people feel about you know a topic such as abortion which was really helpful 
Matthew, who wouldn't want to talk about American politics? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of conservatives really do not trust the media, unfortunately. They did say that the media is left-leaning. In a way, they seem to be very over the political sphere of things in this country. A lot of people expressed disgust. They don't trust the politicians at the state or national level, and they've just kind of had enough. So I think a lot of people, when you come up and say, hey, I want to talk to you about whether you can have a civil conversation about politics, they automatically are like, oh, I don't want to talk about that. Iowa Watch Summer 2018 intern Matthew McDermott with Iowa Watch Executive Director and Editor Lyle Muller. Coming up, we'll tell you about one county's attempt to build understanding in their home area. That's next as the Iowa Watch Connection continues. This month, Iowa Watch is supporting the value Iowa high school journalism classes provide students, their schools, their communities, and the state. Journalism classes help students understand society, find facts, think critically, and inform others with high-quality writing, photos, video, and broadcast skills. Learn more from the Iowa High School Press Association at its website, IHSPA.org. The Iowa Watch Connection radio program is part of a statewide audience engagement project organized by the Iowa Center for Public Affairs Journalism, an independent, nonprofit, nonpartisan news organization. The center is dedicated to producing high quality investigative and community affairs journalism in Iowa while also training journalism students to do this work at a high ethical level. The center is found online at iowawatch.org. Welcome back to the Iowa Watch Connection. I'm Jeff Stein. A small group of Jefferson County residents in Southeast Iowa got together in the summer of 2018 to start having a series of meaningful conversations about political disagreement. They're modeling a national effort called Better Angels, a bipartisan citizens movement founded in 2016 with a goal of bringing red and blue Americans together into a working alliance in which they talk with each other, participate together in public life, and overall influence the nation's direction. Iowa Watch's Lyle Muller talked with Julia Mandarino and Joe Mandarino, moderators of the Jefferson County Better Angels Group, and organizers Jeff Shipley and Marg Dwyer. Julia Mandarino is a retired psychology professor from Iowa Wesleyan University. Joe Mandarino is a retired business and statistics professor from Maharishi University of Management. Jeff Shipley is a Jefferson County Republican, and Marg Dwyer is a Jefferson County Democrat. The interview begins with Julia Mandarino. It's like they dig in and each is blaming the other one. It's your fault. You're the problem. You have to change. And if you don't change, then things are not going to go well between us. And if I talk to one person, it makes complete sense. The other one really looks like the ogre. And then I talk to the other one, and the first one really looks like they're crazy or something's wrong. And they're so at odds with each other that they're not listening. They're just blaming and fighting against each other. Bill Doherty sees the same thing. 
but he also had the insight to see that's what's going on nationally between different political parties, the polarization. It's the same dynamic. Each is blaming the other. Each is saying, you're the problem. You've got to change. And if you don't change, we're going to have some serious problems here. So that was his first insight, was to see the same thing that goes on between two people at odds is going on in our country at large. And then the second thing that he did that was so great, even greater, was to say, all right, we've got tools for helping people at odds to calm it down. Couples. Couples. Couples, yeah. or it could be any two people, because it's also in the family or wherever, but any two people, we can calm you down so you can actually start listening to the other, hearing their point of view, understanding them. And as soon as people start to understand the other person, even if they don't agree, and usually they don't agree, but they can start to respect where the other one's coming from. And when that respect is restored, instead of that fighting, that you're bad, you're wrong, but instead looking to understand, that completely changes the dynamic between them. So that now they can say, all right, we don't agree, but how can we make this work? That happens with couples who are in, at odds with each other. They start to rebuild the goodwill between them so they can talk about, all right, how can we go forward? So is he took those same tools and applied them on a national scale. Is the goal to have conversation or reach resolution on some of these issues? The goal is to listen and learn about the other so we can understand one another and find where do we have common ground. But, so it's, not, but it's not, and make it very clear, because these guys heard uh, over and over, it's not when you say, when you come into one of our workshops, it's not, we're, nobody's to change their views. We're not trying to make everybody a moderate or uh, uh, we, we respect your views. What we're only thing we're asking at the start is listen to the other side with an open mind with using the tools of marital therapies here. Yeah. But if you're doing that, what's the end goal of that? Because just listening to yeah. each other doesn't move a needle. But when you're trying to get some sort of agreement to yeah. affect public no, policy, what happens? That's a very good question because, oh, just a second, yeah is that you st when you start understanding the other, then you start softening so that you're open to new possibilities, to find, to generate new resolutions, new suggestions, areas where we do have common ground, and let's build on that and see how can we make this work. So that it does help people when they can come together instead of an, an, an antagonistic mindset, but one of understanding and openness. Okay, we have all this in common. How can we work with that? Jeff, did you have something to add? Well, the way you framed your question, I think, revealed kind of a misunderstanding of what I view as the fundamental problem in American society, which is really not so much the political problems or solutions, but the, the fraying social fabric where the American people are looking at one another as enemies or as adversaries versus as friends and neighbors. And so the way you pose the question, oh, how does that move the needle? How does that benefit? Well, the benefit is just the release intention. The benefit is just looking another human being in the eyes and talking about what's most personal to you. And that alone relieves a lot of the tension that we're feeling. And so it sounds like what you're talking about is almost uh, neighborhood or community building and getting some of that back as opposed to this larger question of who gets to run the country, yeah. who's the yeah. winner, who's the loser. Very well yeah. said. Very well yeah. said. Well, even, I guess more specifically, basic skills of learning and listening that I had taken for granted my whole life and that I had never been taught step-by-step step in a workshop setting, how can I connect with another human being and really set aside my own ego and listen and have the humility especially, to engage in a respectful discussion? Especially if there's contention. 
Correct. And, you know, assumed contention. And I'd like to take it just a slightly different angle on how I got into it, because for years I, having raised a daughter and gone through, you know, like have political discussions with her, and uh, I sort of always took it as pride to be able to say, you know, there's another side. It's not all what everything isn't one-sided. And, and I would always say, there's another side, and, and I would we would get into this. And for me, I ran across a book called The Three Languages of Politics by Arnold Kling out of MIT. And he made an observation at the beginning of the book, which he says, as a, a, in political conversations or political discourse, there's three goals you can have. One is, for your side, you can try to convince your side that you're good. You know, what, what's good about your side. You can try to convince your side, the other side is bad. You know, or you can try to convince the other side that your side is good, if you take it, you know, a two-sided thing. And he said, unfortunately, 90% of everything you see, you know, approximate number, who knows, is, look how bad they are. Take, a, you know, exaggerated example of something on the other side and look how bad that is. And when you're demonizing the, each side, nothing is really happening other than increasing your tribal identification, if you want to use that word. And for me, when I saw Better Angels, I realized this is the antidote. Because the, the, uh, putting two people together, whenever I would sit down and actually get someone where we can talk, we're rarely as disagreeable as our party identifications would indicate we, you know, we might assume to be. Why did this appeal to you, Marg and Jeff? Well, I've been a, a Democrat, but also um, I like to think public servant for a lot of years, and I try to be whatever community I'm involved in, I try to be involved as much as I can and, you know, do my share to make it a good organization or make it better. I was on the school board locally for 10 years, and I ran for uh, a public office in 2016. I didn't make it, but I ran. And um, I'm interested in having our communities be stronger and better. Julia Mandarino, Joe Mandarino, Jeff Shipley, and Marg Dwyer speaking with Iowa Watch's Lyle Muller in their home area, Jefferson County, in mid-August of 2018. And that brings us to the close of this week's program. We're back again next week at this same time. I'm Jeff Stein. Thanks for joining us, and we hope you'll make the Iowa Watch Connection again next week. The Iowa Watch Connection is a copyrighted presentation of the Iowa Center for Public Affairs Journalism, which is solely responsible for its content. For more information about the center, including how you can contribute so high-quality investigative and community affairs journalism and student training can continue, go online, iowawatch.org.